Welcome to Continuing Studies, a podcast for higher education podcasters. In each episode, we talk to a university podcaster to ask some questions, get answers, and share tips and ideas about higher education podcasting. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lee. I'm a radio broadcaster and a podcaster. And I'm Neil McFedrin. I've come to podcasting after 25 years in the digital agency world. Together, we've hosted, executive produced, and launched seven, and counting, higher education podcasts. Please remember to follow Continuing Studies in your listening app of choice and drop us a rating and or review. We'd love to hear your feedback. While you're at it, also join the University Podcaster Network on LinkedIn. So I'm really excited to interview these next two people. And I've been working with them for almost two years. So we have Dr. Gilardi Farhadian and Dave Kieran. And they are part of University Canada West. And they've been doing this podcast, Innovation Fuel, before I met them. And it is a great private school. If you haven't checked it out, they have a ton of MBA programs which they're really known for. And not only that, they have some undergraduate programs as well. Usually their focuses are on business, administration, commerce, and related fields, and their podcast reflects that. So what I really love about their podcast is that it sets up their brand really well because they are known for business, especially here in Vancouver. And they interview a lot of entrepreneurs that not necessarily went to the school, but they're big entrepreneurs around the world. And they have some really engaging conversations everything from new and latest cancer treatments to 3d printing to even recently talking about the history of flu bog shoots i'm really excited to interview them so let's get started I have been working with you guys for a while now. I just realized it's been like over a year. So I know you guys, but the lovely people don't know you. Can you tell us about who you are, your involvement with the University of Canada West? Yeah, we'll start there because this is a lot of questions. I'm Gelore Farhutian, Department Chair of Marketing Strategy and Entrepreneurship at the University of Canada West. I am with UCW from April 2019 and... That's all. I think that's if you want to know about why we started having a podcast, I will give it to Dave because it was his ideal. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Glory. Yeah, you know something. Great minds come together and around collaboration. So I am Dave Kieran. I am professor of marketing, entrepreneurship and innovation. I teach at multiple institutions, including UCW, University of Canada West. And I am an innovator around the educational element. I'm trying to change the way we teach the way we involve students in what we do in converting them from a student to a learner and creating a learner-centered environment where we give them more application, more application. So I guess that is me. And I know you guys alluded to it a little bit, but why did you start the podcast? Because I think you have like a futuristic concept, which I think a lot of people are going to start doing. And I could use it in a lot of the clients that I do that aren't in the educational space. When Gloria and I set out on this journey to the Innovation Fuel podcast, we both struggled with the idea of how do we get more students with more problems in the classroom that are actually applicable to them and their future. The challenge that we see out there is a lot of business cases are written on big organizations and, and they really represent what the students are going to do after graduation. A lot of what we do in Canada, for an example, 98% of GDP in Canada is all based on the backs of small, medium-sized businesses. So we're dealing with small, medium-sized challenges in the market. And how are students being exposed to those elements? And what are some of the challenges, either from a startup to scale up or to those elements? And that kind of led us down the path of how do we get more of that conversation happening? How do we get more of those individuals that are experiencing some of these challenges? 
and bringing them into a conversation and then creating those relevant business cases that we can then bring back into our courses so students can get real application. And we also wanted to make it that we just didn't want to do the same old, same old. We wanted to have fresh, fresh ideas in creating and and, and also in exchange what we learned from it as we went through this prototyping experience, as we went through these journeys, we found a lot of things that came out of it. So a lot of things that came out of it, we, we started doing internships and capstones from these things. We started to build further relationships with the business community around us. Not only were we helping solve those problems with our students in the classroom through the courses, but we then brought that further in giving more students more experiences and more elements from that. Yeah. And also from my perspective as an immigrant, for me, it's very important to help a student, immigrant student, international students to have a network. When you come to a new country, not only you have to learn a lot, but also you need to have a network. And also you need to know that how the system is working. What is the ecosystem here? If I want to start my business, where I have to go? Who should I talk to? How should I establish my business? What is the tax here? So those are the questions that sometimes you cannot find in the classrooms. But when you listen to the business owners, you will understand and you can connect the dots and see how the system is working. Also, big part is networking. So when you bring a guest from local business in the podcast, and then faculty can bring those guests to the classroom as a guest speakers or client. This student get a network and they will understand. So if the students, if they have a, they build a good relationship with each other, they can move forward, they can get a job offer or some the client or guest can introduce to someone else. That was very important for me as an immigrant because that is a biggest part and biggest, biggest challenges for international students to find a real right a right network to connect with. And make sure, put the spotlight on my students and show them how great they are by connecting them to your real local business owners. When they have to understand the real business here, it's maybe different from their home home country and how they can solve it and how they can show competency and talents to clients, local clients. That is uh, both really interesting points. You'd mentioned there is a prototyping process to your podcast. Could you just sort of pull that apart a little bit for us? I think a lot of us kind of like, hey, we're going to launch a podcast and we just sort of jump in and we go, this is what it's going to be and this is who it's for and it's off we go. I, I'm really intrigued by your approach and and how you said there was a whole prototyping process. Well, yeah, both Galeri and I believe in a sort of a design thinking process element. So how do we get from, okay, we have an idea, we're conceptualizing idea. How do we ideate that all into something that we actually could deliver the market? So when we first started, we were really rough with this. We just threw it out there. We didn't know what to expect, how it would be taken, like whether the students would uptake it or what it changed and adapted and changed and adapted. We went from at the very beginning, we actually prepared questions and we did this whole thing of preparing. Then we re- quickly realized, well, that's kind of boring because it's not really conversation. It's not live conversation. So then we adapted into these things of we never did pre-interviews before. Then we did pre-interviews just because we found guests coming in when they were cold, uncomfortable. They felt a little bit nervous about it. So we wanted to make them more comfortable so we could have that natural conversation happening. So we did those things. And we're constantly iterating. And what we're learning, not only in the podcast and changing the podcast all the time to respond to the customer, because at the end of the day, who's listening, how are they listening, what benefit are they getting out of it? If we're not responding to those customers or to those those listeners, then we're not going to be in existence. So we're constantly looking for feedback, looking for Q&A, 
back from customers to find out how can we better deliver this product. But we also are learning, and this is really interesting about prototyping, ideating, and the creating element is that we're getting all this knowledge that's coming back into the institution. And what it's doing is shaping future courses and programs, because now we need to get more directly aligned with what are the really do these this industry need? Because sometimes this is educational elements, we, we tend to go back to the theory and the ideation or the, the knowledge and theory, and we tend to get lost in the knowledge and theory, and we forget about the application piece. And we forget about connecting them to, hey, what does the business actually need? Because we're an applied school. Yeah, we do do some research, but we're mostly an applied school. So again, and how do we get more of those students out and connecting with that market? I said something really cool, Dave, because this is what I talk to people about all the time is the fact that, you know, things are constantly changing, learning's changing. Like one of the podcast stats I read is that 90% of people listen to podcasts to learn something. So why are institutions not all adapting this? Because at the end of the day, books are great and people like to read and there's a time for books. But if there's another way that people can learn while they're on the bus or or they're doing an activity, why not have your courses? I think you guys are you're heading down such a great path that we're going to see more institutions and maybe even younger years like high school and stuff start to adapt to because not everybody is a reader too. Not everybody learns the same way. There's so many different ways to learn. Well, Absolutely. And also yeah. we can see students and even the faculty, they learn a lot. We had an episode about BC Leecore's problem and challenges and legal system. We got a lot of comments from faculty that they learn about the liquor stores. The faculty think that, oh, this is, can be a very good topic for their research. When Dave and I started this podcast, we didn't know anything. We just had a rough idea. Even we didn't know how long would it take. We just didn't have a deadline for our time episode. So we had one hour, 45 minutes, or even more than we figured out, no, we shouldn't have more than 30 minutes. But then when we received feedback and we saw that this is not just for students, also for faculty, also for business owners, because they shared the episode with others. And they actually came us to say that they want to have another episode to explain what he's doing now after a year. We are actually, Dave and I, to learn a lot. Also, after a while, we figured out, Dave and I, that we cannot, two of us, just doing it. We need a team with mm -hmm. us help us. So that's why we had a producer, Thomas Reynoso. So for example, he will communicate with faculty, look at their syllabi, look at how we can design assignments based on those episodes, how we can create a rubric for those episodes. Those are other stuff that we were doing. You just not can have a podcast and put it out there and wishing someone to take it as assignments. It's a lot of work backstage to bring it and make it part of your syllabi and curriculum. And it's that's why Dave and I always need to make sure that we are covering the main topics of different different disciplines in business. It can be finance, it can be operations, it can be anything. It's not just about startups or entrepreneurs. So that's why we had to bring different guests, different type of guests, like director of finance, director of operation, you know, shouldn't be just business owners. We learn from the feedback we got. So we try to change our podcasts and respond to those needs as well. And I want to just quick, quickly pick up on Jennifer, what you said last. And I think that we as institutions or anybody out there, we need to adapt to use the technology to meet the need of the customer. Like how do we create the user experience? Like education can be so much greater 
if we understand the user and the user has different needs and how can we met leverage podcasts and these things to create that educational experience and also move away from that element of that relationship of that professor student to let's create a center of learning. Let's create that element of a shared innovative element because I learn as much from my students as they learn from me, I hope, because we have that collaboration piece. We open those doors towards collaboration because they're thinking differently than what I'm thinking about. So how does that shape what we can learn from each other. That's great. I think one of the really interesting, unique things about your podcast is how you use it. And you mentioned that a bit, how you use it as part of your curriculum. So a number of the podcasts, the higher education podcasts we've been chatting with, for example, are targeted at alumni. So it's just a way to keep the alumni plugged into the university or other podcasts we've talked to. They're put out by the professor, but it's not necessarily part of his or her curriculum. I'm really curious. I think it'd be great for you to share a little bit with our audience how you utilize the podcast itself and infuse it as part of your curriculum. It's not just a podcast you guys are doing, but it's actually a required listen that's similar to you assigning a book to read. This is a required part of your curriculum. We have a list of our episodes and we have the courses and we can say that, okay, this episode is fit for these courses. And then at the end of each episode, we have a challenge for students. Mm. So the instructor can see that, okay, this, okay, I can pick these episodes and this is the challenge. Or they know that if they listen to that one, say that, okay, I will add these three questions for this case. And I ask students to respond to these three questions based on this case. So again, don't forget, our episode is a case episode. So we're trying to make a case. So then this, then faculty can use it as a case analysis. So students should try to report. Some faculty even go move forward and then bring those guests uh-huh. and, re- and ask those guests to review those assignments and give a feedback to students, real feedback. Oh, thank you for your doing it, but this is actually is not my valid propositions. Actually, this is not very good fit to my market. Actually, I don't have a budget for this one. You know, so it's a key. if those real feedback has come from a business owner, a student will take it differently and they will really learn from them. And they're trying to connect those theories to real work, or to real problem. So that is how we're doing it. For two courses, absolutely, this is mandatory part of them. So that's, of course, the decisions. But the other courses for marketing, they're using it for asynchronous acting guided learning activities. So students listen to the podcast that they have to have discussions. They will figure out what to, how to solve that problem. So again, this is if you want to bring a podcast as a part of your work in curriculum, it's a lot of work on back with instructor, with course lead, with course design, with rubric as well. So you have to design a specific rubrics for those cases to actually you can grade a students in the right way. Also, you need have kind of like CRM system in the background because if I'm an instructor, I want to connect with these guests, how should I find the contact? How should I connect them? So those are the all, uh, all the backstage activities that we have. And that's why this producer, Thomas Renoso, is really helping us to talking with faculty, talking course students, see what is missing, what they actually needed. And we, three of us, we figure out trying to find guests for those specific topics. And then we're trying to have a 
discussions around those topics with the guests. So yeah, you need to have a both side of understandings of the curriculum and also the business side of it and try to bring them together mm. in one episode, 30 minutes. Yeah, and I, and I think one of the things that we've done had a, a couple of different elements, like Larry alluded to it, like having the, the client in the classroom doing presentations, but it, it has also gone to the point of we've now seen that full circle of where we've had a client on an episode, then they've done a case study, and then it's gone to an internship or a capstone in order to complete that circle. Because, you know, as Gloria alluded to the element, there's another layer there. There's the networking layer. There's the soft skills. Like we need to give students the opportunity to experience the soft skills, the communication skills, the leadership skills, the networking skills, those pieces. And so that is the iteration of where we're trying to ultimately get to is this element of a full circle, a full iteration. When you were saying feedback from some of the guests to the students, I thought it's like a mini shark tank or dragon's den that you guys yeah. are kind of creating. I love it. And I just want to give Thomas a shout out as well because he's your wonderful producer that I've been working with for a while and you said he takes you know a lot of time out to find the perfect guest for you guys so I'm just wondering what kind of conversations do you have with Thomas to make sure that you guys are ensuring the right guests for UCW? I think that this is how it started we told him when he started he said that this is your guest and you need to put it in call we need to talk to them this is how you're going to do it and then after a while Thomas is telling us I intro call with this person. This person is good for you for this specific topic. It's kind of changed. And he's telling us because he has more connection right now with faculty, students. And also Thomas is one of our alumni. So he knows the student body. Mm. So he will talk with the students. He will talk with the faculty. He will figure out what's a gap. He will find guests. He do intro call and talk to us. And now we will take it over. So. That is a big part. Dave and I couldn't yeah. do everything by ourselves well, when we started. I think, Larry, too, it's all part of the learning circle. Like, when we first started out, we're like, oh, my God, we're interested in these things. Let's go explore these things. And I think these would be really cool to bring back as the institution. But as you get going and you start figuring things, and some of you hit home runs and you're getting like, wow, we're getting so much listeners on this element. Some was like, oh, I didn't get as many listeners on this one. And I think going back to that same thing is that we're learning as we go through the whole design thinking process, kind of go back to who's listening. And I think you want the person that's closest to that person to be able to help us tell the ultimate story. So I think bringing Thomas in, in, into the, the mix has really connected us back closer to the student, the faculty element, so we can bring the faculty pieces in, but he's got a connection with the students. He understands what the students' needs, wants, and their desires are, and we can deliver a better show. You mentioned a couple of times, which I think is great, that there's that feedback loop that you're getting from the listening audience. So how does that work? Are you looking at just analytics, or is there some call to actions that you're infusing into the podcast to get email or using social media or can you just sort of pull that apart for us how does that feedback loop look for you and and where are you getting that feedback from a students or faculty i just mean in the general audience there's a couple times you guys have just mentioned how that feedback and those comments you're getting about specific episodes just sort of curious what are your mechanisms for that feedback well, we're definitely looking at the metrics around like who's listening. Are people actually tuning in? We can see who's the viewership, how many downloads are coming, how many people are actually connecting with us. We're looking at these things like where are they viewing it from it? And then we're also circling back and now we're starting to really look at all the feedback from reviews saying, OK, well, why do we get this review? Let's go. Let's unpack this element. Let's try and figure out how do we shape the show 
to get that, you know, if we're hearing like that wasn't very engaging, okay, why was that not engaging? And then we're also getting feedback that are coming through questionnaires. So Tomas does questionnaires with students and faculty elements to get us some feedback on those pieces and listening to those elements. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say we're great at it yet. I think we're really in the last, probably last six months, we've started really going down this path to try and align these two metrics to try and figure out what is really the, the pulse of what the audience wants. I think you're selling yourself short. You guys are getting a lot further along with that feedback loop than uh, a number of podcasts. So I think it, that's that's great because there's so much good stuff that you can get. I really like how you're listening to that feedback and applying to, to future episodes as you move forward too. But do you find that because of the way you've set up these episodes and their case studies that you really what you're creating is a whole catalog of evergreen content? Are you finding that your first couple of episodes are still relevant and you can still use those or another <laughs> prof at the school can use those? And so you're kind of building a whole a catalog of evergreen case studies that you're adding to versus it's not necessarily just about yeah. the next episode per se. Yes, we are. And actually, Gallery by Remind Me, I need to go back to the library and let them know that they can do this. So the library's <laughs> just actually built in a, a system now that allows us to allow them right. to track all these episodes and make it easier for students and faculty to find. Um, so we are starting that evergreen content, but we're also doing something different, Neil. And what we're doing is we're going back to past guests and having conversations with them to see where they were way back when and how things have changed and how they have adapted. So we might have done a case study on them back then and maybe the students give some input element and wow, and we're coming back. We're also trying to bring in the student body. Like we just did an episode recently with one of my past students that actually took the learning in my classroom and actually put it into application and had some success. We want to make sure that we're telling some kind of a journey. Everything that we design and create, we got to think about the hero's journey. What's the ultimate goal? that we're trying to do here. Yeah, we might be trying to create case studies, but we're also trying to tell some type of a story along the way. And, and the story is not only is it the experiences of getting that networking and experience, but it's also how are students actually gaining from this? And, and we want to see the success of this. You know, we want to see the success of this in the story, you know, further down the road. So we want to make sure we're bringing all those parties back into it. So yes, we are using evergreen content in a long way around, but yeah. That's great. Do you have any sort of final parting tips or advice to fellow higher education podcasters you want to impart? Well, I'll impart this to everybody. Stop thinking and start doing because guess what? You can think and you can analyze and you'll never get to the ultimate solution. The only way you're going to get to the ultimate solution is to get out there, start doing and listening to what you're doing. Also, I should say that you know, a written case study is often quite old because you need to find a case, you need to work on the case, you need to write a case, you need to get a peer review, you need to get a publication. So this is going to be a little bit old, but also when you have a kind of podcast about the case study, you just have a discussion to them. What's their problem with that? And then there is no keynote on these episodes. This is the good things about it. As we know in business, there is not a specific solution for a specific problem. We can now look at the different solutions to solve a problem. And those type of cases actually help you solve it in different ways. And I think that it's a better way for doing a case analysis for students and faculty. That's wonderful. 
That's yeah. good. That's good pieces of advice. Dave, your advice harkens me back to the movie Blow from years ago with Johnny yeah. Depp. And he's got a famous line in there. Life passes most people by while they're making grand plans for it. You know, especially with the podcasting thing, I think that we can like back to the prototyping conversation we're having. You just can plan and want to get your artwork proper and want to get your guests and your theme music proper and all the kind of things you want to do. And really, it's just about getting going and, and getting your feet out from underneath you and finding your voice and finding what you want to do. And you guys have obviously really sort of iterated and found your spot. Well, I think and I think Reed Hoffman puts it best, you know, build your airplane as you're falling off the cliff, you know, like <laughs> just put it together. Like that's it going because you won't know until, you know, <laughs> you start doing. Probably a better person to live by than a <laughs> <Depp>, uh, blow <laughs> character. <laughs> Uh, that's great advice. And I think the biggest thing people don't realize is once you start your podcast, this is a long term thing. You can always add more people or add more help as you go. Like I jumped yeah. on, Thomas jumped on around the same time as me. And you guys were driving your bus and we kind of jumped in it. <laughs> and you can always add more people to your bus. We yeah, haven't driven it off a cliff yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Thank you so much, yeah, you guys. Thanks. You guys are just so innovative and yeah. it's a pleasure to work with you guys all the time so thank you thank you thank yeah, you, yeah, you yeah you truly are i mean i think that as jen mentioned we talked about last time we're starting to work with more and more what we call higher education podcasts but we haven't come across one yet that uses the content as the curriculum and has such and it's sort of embedded so much into the business community and the student community so I'm really excited to see you, your journey, and I'm sure that there's going to be some folks listening to this uh, episode that are going to have some good takeaways and some applications. Yeah, and let those folks know if they want to collaborate. We are here to support. It takes a, a community to build these things. What another great conversation. I always just feel like I'm learning so much from every institution that we interview. And everyone, I know we've said this a few times, but everyone is using their podcasts in such a unique way that benefit them. And I love it. Like for University of Canada West, I think it's so brilliant that they started their podcast off as a solution for some of the ways that they are conducting their teachings in the school and like being able to have that feedback from students and for students to be able to multitask and listen to the podcast. And they would feature these great entrepreneurs, which they still do, and build the case studies around it. There's also another piece too that we talked a little bit about, but didn't touch too much upon is the fact that Dave will usually throw out a challenge at the very end. And yes, he throws it out to the students and and he asks the guests, what kind of challenge would you give them? And it usually to do with entrepreneurship or whatever they talked about. And they really want the students to think about it so they can discuss it in class. But also it pertains to you and me as well, because even they're throwing the challenge out to students, it gets us thinking about some of the topics. And I love it because a lot of times in podcasting, we're just listening, but I think this makes us more active listeners of like, oh, how do I solve that challenge in business and makes us go on. So again, I think what they're doing is brilliant. And Neil, what was your takeaway from today's episode? They started out with this purpose for the podcast, and it was almost like an extension of the classroom and what they're teaching in the classroom. But along the way with the podcast, they had findings and learning that are now coming full circle into the classroom and affecting how they're teaching and how they're approaching things. And, you know, and specifically, the networking side of things that that they've discovered with this podcast. 
podcast. So they started out by wanting to feature these smaller businesses because a lot of the business schools, you know, focus on sort of big business as, as their case studies. So they thought, hey, let's do smaller business case studies. But as a result, it's turned into incredible networking opportunities for the students. And a lot of students are actually coming out of these programs and finding jobs with uh, some of these entrepreneurs and these opportunities. But it's also teaching the students those networking soft skills as well. So wasn't the intention and the purpose originally for the podcast, but it's evolved and it's just growing. And it's like that Lego piece almost to the classroom and they're just working hand in hand and each one's kind of affecting the other. Like podcast is having an effect on what's being taught in the classroom and, and so on and so forth. So fascinating for sure. And I just think some really good learning for the audience of, you know, especially parts of the audience here who are just starting their podcasting journey of, you know, you definitely need your purpose from the get go, but you never know where you're going to end up. And it's just an interesting journey. Yeah. And like you said, people who are starting, I think what they could take away is the fact that they're using this as a relationship building piece. Like you mentioned, it's a way to extend the relationships within the university. So then they are able to help their students really flourish because at the end of the day, when you leave a university, you're going to need help to get a job and you want to be able to get your foot in the door. So I think this is a great win for everyone. Yeah, very cool. Okay, well, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning into the Continuing Studies Podcast, a podcast for higher education podcasters. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to follow and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform so you'll never miss an episode. And if you've found this episode particularly valuable, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues who also might be interested in higher education podcasts. We also invite you to join the University Podcasters Network group on LinkedIn. Just search for University Podcasters Network, where you can connect with other podcasters in higher education and learn from others in the field. Thank you for being part of our community. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and conversations around higher education podcasting. See you in the next episode.